Imagine instead of an ordinary bum fight, we could record old ladies fighting like at a sewing club or at the laundromat over some loose change. And then we could actually do something for profit for this. Maybe we could start recording it and sell it for profit. Ah, million dollar idea right there. I need to keep track of these million dollar ideas to see what type of thing out there you can do to earn money. Money, unfortunately, really does make the world go round. Mary Jane makes you paranoid. Yeah, sure, I believe it, but just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're under the influence. It's weird, but paranoia can be a big factor of fear. Either the fear of riding a roller coaster, the fear of crashing, or even the fear of being mugged and murdered. Of course, you should know by now, if I wasn't relating my life to TV, then I couldn't be a TV junkie. <laughs> now, since this kind of paranoia could be found in scary movies, I wanted to point out once again that I used to work at a local haunted warehouse, both outdoors and indoors, for two years. I get that set of mind of working there by watching horror movies. One of my top lists, one that's really good, would have to be House of a Thousand Corpses. Of course, by Rob Zombie himself. And House of a Thousand Corpses isn't even really that old school either. With special guest, Sherry Moon, Rob Zombie's wife. Well, when I was working there at the Kelly Q Hunted Warehouse, um, most of the time my role was like a scary evil clown. And, you know, just pop out and scare them. And I would do my impersonation of her. So that's kind of the laugh that I used uh, coming from the House of a Thousand Corpses. I like doing this during the month of October for the haunt. Back in 2000, Scary Movie came out, and I know it's not real horror, it's a comedy. I actually thought it was gonna be like a real scary movie. It just happens to be called Scary Movie. Well, anyways, it's a comedy, but there is that one scene that it did scare me when I first saw it. There's a pretty good jump scare, actually, if you think about it. It might have gotten other people. So this is when the clown is laughing in the dark room alone where the gay guy Ray is. And so he peeks under the bed and bam, you just see and hear, <laughs> you hear him say peekaboo and like you see his face though in this scene. The clown's face is dramatically terrifying. Then from there on that scene gets a little, just a little rated R. So I'm not gonna... You know, I'm just going to move on here. I'm not going to continue saying what happens because it does get a little crazy. Anywho, I personally think since that movie came out, Anna Ferris was very comical. And I like the way she plays off Cindy Campbell since it's a parody of Scream, which is also probably how they got her name for Scary Movie. Since the actress that played in Scream had black hair, and her last name was Campbell, Neve Campbell. 
So that's some real dedication for a role. For Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris is a real blonde. She just, she wanted to dedicate herself to this role. And I'm actually proud of her because this is the role, this is the movie that she did that got herself out there. Actually, I always thought of Anna Ferris as a role model. I was happy to read into her biography and to learn that she is a very bright and successful joyful woman. She seems to be very grateful for all that she has. Well, anyways, now that she is viewed as a funny, comical person, that's all that she does is comedy. It makes sense though, like once you see someone in a funny movie, it's hard to take them seriously enough to have them fit somewhere else. Just like Jim Carrey, he looks like a little awkward playing the number 23, that movie. So, because we are used to seeing Jim Carrey funny already, he, from what I've heard, doesn't fit any other film, which I can imagine it. I don't even have to see the number 23 to imagine Jim Carrey in a serious, dramatic movie. It's like you're so used to seeing him as a comedian. So, from what I was reading, once again about Anna Ferris is that she would love to do dramatic or serious movies but unfortunately when it comes to Hollywood it's either one or the other do you want to be known for comedy or do you want to be known and taken seriously so back to the horror part in 2000 in 2010 Insidious chapter 1 came out in theaters and I loved it. I love a really good, realistic, scary movie. Not like a lot of lame things that have been coming up with big plot holes that they film and they just want to make a quick buck. Because they know that people like us, they know our generation, you know, we're young kids, we're not going to have anything to do. We're going to go and find it amusing and we're going to blow big money on these things. But not really, just my opinion. I like a movie to have a really good hook to the audience, but by luring them into the story. I know I saw Insidious in theaters and I felt like that. As if I was being read a really good scary story. But better because, well, it was in the movie theater, right? So, you know, when you watch a movie and it really does get that suspense going, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. But now, usually, if you read or are read a really good story and you put yourself in the shoes of the character and you feel as if you really you're really in their situation and that's always fun that's what i felt of from watching insidious chapter one that's what they gave me that fear that's what they were going for and that's why i enjoyed it so much insidious chapter two and three was also entertaining to me in this style especially how they all connected like i have said before in my previous sessions to me halloween has always been my favorite holiday so horror films like 
Hellraiser, 28 Days Later, The Omen, The Orphanage, The Conjuring, The Blair Witch Project even, A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Ring, The Grudge, The Shining, and of course, Halloween with Michael Myers. I have always loved Michael Myers. <laughs> it's always gone hand on hand with me. Seeing these horror films growing up as a kid with Halloween being right around the corner from your birthday. I wanted to include the fourth kind to this list. Even though it's not old school, it has been out for seven years, but the scary part about this movie is that the way that they lure you into what is happening, of course, with great acting slash reenacting of this film. In this film, Mia Jovavik, she interpreted Abby Tyler's performance everything it was so well and with the real audio from abby tyler's experience plus how mia jovovic was acting then the event really does come off as creepy and thrilling for this movie i always had an open mind about ufos and aliens but overall I didn't try to pick at it too much on how much of this movie is real or fiction at all. Overall, it was entertaining. This movie keeps on, it, it makes you keep wondering what's going to happen next. And it even keeps you on edge. Overall, just perfect for that thrill. It's a good thriller. I like it because it talks about what is out there beyond us and i love that especially since i'm a big you know martian and space fan and planets all that good stuff is interesting to me as they are amusing okay so of course the evil dead is something that i wanted to talk about evil dead came out in 1981 Starting and co-executive producer, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell was a great comical horror, uh, low-budget filmmaker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he, he's come such a long way since Bruce Campbell from there was able to give us the Evil Dead trilogy. It's like this is what got him there. He made Evil Dead. Then from there, Dead by Dawn in 1987, and uh, The Army of Darkness in 1992. He also co-produced the remake Evil Dead. Personally, what blew him out of the water for me has to be Ash vs. Evil Dead. Even the way it was introduced to me when I was shown a, a preview of session one before it aired during the beginning of October, I could already tell how exciting it would be just because Bruce Campbell was going to be so involved. It's more things like this when I see the special features and I see the cast getting into character with props 
and the makeup and shows and movies like this that involve the gore, the blood, and the screaming, all the horror, special effects. That's when I think to myself, like, wow, I am so made for this. And I would like to be involved with stuff like this. Damn, I would even love to be featured, a featured extra for any piece of work that Bruce Campbell has his hands on. I admire his acting and he got himself up there. So, well, I gotta give him props, of course. It's Bruce Campbell. If he was filming a movie and I happened to walk on by and he wants me to just be a honey running down and jogging up and down the street and just a quick smile and wave i would even appreciate that i love bruce campbell he's just a great actor that's enough for me today and i'll start posting some more podcasts eventually